I know you feel frustrated. You feel trapped in in your nine to five. You feel like you're not reaching your potential or you're in a situation where you're trying to figure out how you're going to make ends meet this month. And that frustration and you think that, you know, it boils up and you feel like the only way you can get out is by making more money or getting a promotion. And so you're hustling with this and you're hustling with that. You're trying to put a side gig to this and a side gig to that. And you're stretching yourself thin. What if I told you, bring it in. Let's 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 lock in on what we can control. Let's lock in on on things that are manageable for us right now. What did God give us right now? Because contrary to your own belief, you're in a blessed situation. Then you say, I'm not blessed. I'm struggling. I need God's favor. I need this. I need that. And he's like, I want to tell you, you are blessed and you are capable of making your situation better. And if you need help, we got it. Because today we're going to cover four practical ways that you can get your money in control. You can get your money to start doing what you want it to do. And you can start receiving more money. And you feel like you have more freedom. You feel like you have more margin, more direction with your money. If you use these four steps we're going to cover them today because God wants you to prosper even as your soul prospers but you have to figure it out on how to do it you got to put some work in so that's what we're going to talk about all right talk to you later welcome everyone to the latest edition of wallet talks podcast where we are exploring ways to have better conversations about money so we can make better decisions with our money I am your host, Jason Alexander. Hey, before we get into the show, I promise you we're going to get into it. It's going to be really good. Listen, I wanted to let you know about something that we have going on with the Wallet Talks podcast and Wallet Coach. Wallet Coach is giving out free consultations. 15 minutes, you can talk to us, ask us anything, and pick our brain. I don't know if I want to really allow people to prick my brain, but that sounds gross. But you can come in, sign up at thewalletcoach.com and sign up for a free consultation. And you can ask us anything, those nagging questions of do I pay off my debt or do I invest? Or like how much life insurance should I have? Or what the heck is a death benefit? Or what's a 401k? Should I, should I be meeting the match that my employer is giving me? There's lots of questions I know that you're itching to ask and get better understanding. You can't ask all of them, but you're going to get one shot, 15 minutes with The Wallet Coach and Discovery Call. Go to thewalletcoach.com and I'll see you there. Now, let's get back to the show. So welcome, everyone, to this episode of Wallet Talks. We're going to get into our wallet today. You just heard an ad with the Wallet Coach that talked about a four-step approach to managing your money. Now, we're going to get deep into that today, okay? We're going to get into that because one of the objectives of Wallet Talks is to explore ways to have conversations. And one of the ways you can have conversations is by handling or doing a monthly budget with a friend or a spouse, partner, 
right? So we're going to talk about that four-step approach. And it's going to, the four-step approach gives you so much freedom from our clients. This is not me. This is from our clients that we have been uh, working with over the last two years. Um, People, particularly in low-income, but they're students, they're single parents, and, you know, they're between the ages of they're 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 working nine to five they're they're the entry level trying to get promoted and just not understanding what or how to best uh, maximize their salary and their paychecks they have no sense of how to manage their money have no sense of if they're in a financial good position or a financially bad position they just feel like eh I'm just trying to make it. I just know I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I'm just I'm just looking at each check trying to make sure at the end of the month I'm okay. Or um if I have this bill coming up, I have to uh I may have to cancel this appointment, this doctor's appointment because I realize I don't have enough money. And you're living like that from week to week to week to week. That can be stressful. I want to give you this these four steps to make money management easier where you have a sense of where your money is going. You have a sense of of a purpose. You have a sense of direction. And it's like imagine you being in a car and you're trying to go to this destination that you know you want to get to this vacation spot and you know it's going to be glorious you're going to be able to relax you're going to be able to enjoy yourself but you get in the car and you just start driving 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 and you're like I, i'm not sure if i'm getting there i'm not sure if i'm making progress well you turn on your gps and it gives you that direction it gives you the sense of hey if you start here then you're going to go here you turn left here turn left right here and then about 30 minutes, you'll be at your destination. Now, when you're driving, you have an anticipation of what the next turn will be. You have an anticipation of when you're going to arrive there. And you don't get stressed if you missed a turn or there's a little bit of traffic that slows you up. It's like, oh, well, I was going to get there 10 minutes early. This is just going to slow me down by five. You see, your stress level goes down. The four-step approach that we're going to talk about today is exactly that. It is a... GPS for your money. It is truly a GPS for your money. So you can have a sense of direction for what you want to do for that, for any particular month where you're handling income coming in and you're wanting to managing it to, to the best as you possibly can so that you can reach the goals that you have set in your heart. So it gives you peace. It's going to give you peace. It's going to give you direction, uh, clarity, and uh, wholeness. All right. That's, that's the goal. So let's get into the four step approach. What is that, Jay? Right. If you're saying to yourself, all right, Jay, you, you hyped it up. What's going on? So the four step approach, we kind of did it. Our, we talked about it in the earlier episode, probably episode one. But in this one, I never went into depth. So there's a four step approach where it's made up of an acronym. The four steps is, is, is turned into an acronym and it's called plan. And so think about it. Your budget, when you go on the G, let's going back to the analogy of the GPS, your GPS, you are putting in your coordinates. You're putting in where you are and where you want to go. And then the calculates how you're going to get there. 
So it's really planning your trip, whether that's to the grocery store, to your neighbor's house, not to your neighbor's house, but um, to your family member's house or wherever you want to go to entertainment spot is giving you that that direction on how to get there. And that is what we call a spending plan. We don't necessarily call it a budget because a lot of people get um, what is it phobia or feel clamped down. They feel restricted if you use the word budget and it starts to limit their thinking. So many times I hear is like when we're talking to our clients, hey, do you budget? No, I don't really do that. And then we start talking to them. It's like, well, all I do is like I, I plan what my money comes in and I see how everything's going to come out. So I make sure I, I was like, that's a that's a that's a budget. Oh, oh, well, you know, it's like because you hear this word and your belief around your association with budget makes you cringe and makes you feel restricted, makes you limit your thinking and your possibility, it closes your mind to create or to see possibilities. And so we don't call it budget in this household. (laughs) On this show, we call it a spending plan because that's your planning on how you're going to spend for that month. Spending plan. And the the plan part of that phrase is the four step approach to handling your money on a monthly basis. All right. So y'all ready for it? Okay. Number one is P. And here it is. Pray and prepare before spending. Typically, what we do is we spend, spend, spend. And as we get closer and closer to the end of the month or end of that week, we're praying, praying, praying to make it. That, oh, maybe I'll get some favor over here. Maybe I'll get some favor over here or I get a blessing over here. I get a discount over here. You start canceling events or outings and things like that just so you can make it. If you flipped it and you said, you know what, what if I planned ahead for the entire check? All the all the dollars in my check, I planned it out on where it's going to go and how it's going to last me, how long it's going to last me. And so. To do that, though, to plan, you have to pause. And that's where the prayer part comes in, where you're pausing to reflect. Whether you are praying to God or just sitting doing meditation, whatever it is, you're sitting down in a a time, you're sitting time of, of reflection so that you can get clarity, like stop for 60 seconds. Like the Apple app has this mindful uh, setting where oh, it's like a mindfulness thing. And so it, it, it prompts me periodic throughout the day that, hey, you need time to meditate or you need time to breathe. And it's, it can, it can, and the time durations are like 60 seconds, two minutes, however you want to do it. But what it does is allows me to just stop taking a deep breath, clear my mind so that I can focus in on what I need to do. And so that's what we're talking about when we say pray. We want you to stop and reflect. Pray ultimately to 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 our God to say, Lord, you are providing me this check that's coming in the mail from my employment. You gave me the employment. I pray for the employment. Now, how do you want me to manage the fruits of that labor? Right. How do you want me to 
to manage the fruits of the labor so that I can, so that the fruit bears more seeds, that bears more fruit. Because you called us to be fruitful and to multiply, right? So to get to there, you have to set time to pray and reflect. And as you reflect, you're getting, in a sense, your orders or your objective for the month. My perfect example for that is the month of December. Before, after Thanksgiving, we fool our bellies with all this stuffing and turkey and stuff like that. We get into, oh, we gotta prepare, we gotta prepare for December. What's in December? Christmas. Everyone does something for Christmas, and yet we sometimes don't get our gifts or start scrambling or get into debt because we didn't properly plan on how we're gonna do our activities. If we would pray before the month of December comes to get an objective of what we're going to do for the month of December, what activities and what gifts are going to get, your stress level and your pockets will be much, much appreciative, right? Your stress level will be lower. Your pockets will be fatter. So think about it. So December, you're like, okay, I know that Christmas is coming up. Um, Lord, how would you, who do you want me to, how do you want me to associate? What do you, what family you want me to visit? What, what is it that, who should I give gifts to? And then you get this idea of like, okay, cool. I'm only going to do the aunties getting the gifts this year. And I'm visiting grandma who's in the, because I'm visiting grandma who's two hours away and I got to stay tonight. Boom. So now you have an objective, a vision, right? You cats in that vision now. And now from there, you're calculating how much that trip is going to cost to go to see grandma. How much is that trip is going to cost? How much is the auntie's gifts are going to cost? And now this is the aspect of prepare. You're preparing and you're actually getting numbers to figure out what it is that is going to cost you. In other words, you're counting the cost. Right. You're counting the cost before you get into a matter. You know, the Bible says something about there's it's kind of foolish to get into something without first counting the cost. But we do it habitually every single month. We get into the month not knowing or not counting the cost of the activities that we want to experience in that month. We completely forget about it. And that's unwise. So let's get on the right train and, and get on, get into this GPS, set our coordinates. Let's stop, pray, figure out where we're going, get our objective, get our vision on where we want to go, and then calculate, prepare for how much that's going to cost us or what's that? What's the cost of that? Because everything has a cost, people. Everything has a cost, whether it's your time or your money, your emotions, everything has a cost. So. So number one, before each month, you need to pray and prepare before you spend. All right. So the second thing, once you've done that, you got your objective, you know how much it's going to cost you to to achieve to to meet your objective. Now, the thing is, number two, the second letter is L. Lay aside for God and you first. So that's what we're doing. We're laying aside for God and you first. Well, Jay. You're thinking to yourself, God and me first. I don't believe in God or whatever. Well, how about you replace God with giving? The purpose of this whole thing is there's a there's a universal principle that 
it's out there that it, whatever you give, you'll you know you'll receive, and that there's is better to to give than is to receive. There's something about giving to others to help lift them up, makes you feel lifted up as well, and you create a a cycle where someone's going to bless you because you've been open to bless someone else. So don't forsake that fundamental or universal principle of giving. So many people do it, and so many wealthy people or people of, of stature financially, they give. Yes, they have incentives from incentives from the IRS, right? But they also are continually giving and making more money because money is coming back to them because they're releasing the money. They're releasing their resources so their resources can come back to them. So whether you give to God or you give to your charity or give to some purpose, give. Number one, lay aside for giving and you first. The second part, you, you're paying yourself first is the concept. Pay yourself first. We so often neglect ourselves for the greater good of our kids, our our family, our our loved ones, and we but we forget about us. And our and and all the while while we're doing that, our dreams and aspirations are just sitting in the background, just starving for some for some nourishment, like starving for some funding. Your dream to get a new car it ain't going to happen unless you start putting away money. It ain't going to happen until you start putting in the work. Your dream to have a home, it ain't going to happen unless you make it a priority to put money to the side for it. And typically what we do is, yeah, I got to put money to the side, but we don't make it a priority. And what I mean by that, in other words, make it number one. We're paying ourselves first. You're like, Jay, what do you mean by that? We we would go and pay all of our, of course, our natural needs and utilities and mortgage and, and kids' clothes and all those kind of things. We'll, we'll, we'll do that first. And then whatever's left over, we'll start putting towards ourselves. So think about it. Think about it this way. You're now giving yourself the leftovers. And giving someone else your best. Does that make sense? Why not give yourself the best? Why not give God the best? Why not give, you know, the first fruits of your labor given to God and to yourself and you enjoying the fruits of your labor instead of getting the leftovers? A good example, we had a client who who prioritized their son and loved his son and wanted to give him uh, extracurricular activities. And he's like, no, I want I definitely like, for example, um, I think it was uh, an instrument, guitar lessons or something like that. So he wanted to give them, give his son that lesson and and also um, some other things, too. So it was about one hundred, two hundred dollars altogether for the activities that he wanted his son to participate in. But when we looked at his budget, you know where it was on his list? Dead last. And I said to him, I said, so. If this is so important that you're you're why for for getting your money right and uh, handling better and getting understanding where we're going is so that you can provide better opportunities for your son. So your son is a priority. So, yeah. And why is he at the bottom of your list? Why is he 
basically getting what's left over after you pay Georgia Power, your mortgage, Sally Mae, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I, I didn't I didn't think about that. Well, I never I, well, I don't I don't know how I will calculate that beforehand. I'm glad you asked that question. This is how you calculate it beforehand. This is how you make it a priority. So if you say I want my priority to pay myself, my my objective for you know my my target for paying myself is I want to buy a home. And you are prepared and count the cost of what the average uh, down payment would be or closing costs would be, say it's $5,000. You're starting at zero. But you want within the next two years to have $5,000, okay? So that's your goal. I can tell you that you got to save at least $2,500 a month, I mean a year for the next two years to get to that goal, right? You break that down to $2,500, okay, what's that over 12 months? Let me look at my calculator real quick. So let's do that real quick, right? 2,500 over 12 months. 2,500, I don't know why my calculator is doing that to me. Over 12 months, it's $208, okay? 200, let's say, you know, just to make it simple, $200. I don't know why I couldn't figure that out, but anyway. It's $200 a month. So when you start to plan out your your destined or uh, your trip for the month like going back to the gps you want to add in some stops like hey i definitely want to watch i want to go here first so you want to add in into your uh directions two hundred dollars setting aside for you and you tag that as this is for the down payment and you know if you keep going and after 24 after you're doing this 24 times you'll get $5,000 and you have it. You have it. You got there. You knew you, you know, even if you find new money or you get a windfall from like um, from IRS or whatever, you get to see your money growing faster. It creates a progress bar for you because you set a goal, a target, and you can see how you're progressing towards it. And that feels so good. But that only happened because you made yourself a priority. You paid yourself first. With that, you have the next two that I never talked about in this episode before. The next two things. Number three is after you lay aside for giving and saving or lay aside for God and you first making yourselves a priority, the next thing you do is you assign Every remaining dollar a job. So that's letter A in the plan. What does that mean, Jay? What I'm saying is, in other words, make sure you don't leave nothing on the table. You make sure you put every dollar to work. Money is made to work for you. Whether it's a going out and acquiring um, a, a ticket to the club or to a movie or acquiring uh, guitar lessons for your son. Money is made to go out and work and do something. So if you don't assign it to something, it's just going to go to waste. It's like buying extra fruit and um, produce and you putting it into your uh, your basket at home and you never touched it. It just wastes away. The fruit and the vegetables were there 
to be consumed. But you just bought it and just let it sit and waste it. So it didn't fulfill its purpose. So the same thing with counting your money. Assign every remaining dollar a job is making sure that you don't waste anything and that everything is going towards a designated purpose that you have already decided based on when you prayed and prepared earlier in number one. So three, A, assign every remaining dollar a job. So how do you know you assign every remaining dollar a job? Well, you have to put in a formula. That formula is your in, your income minus your expenses should equal zero. In other words, this is a zero-based budget where when you lay out everything, everything has a proper place and a proper destination, right? So double-check yourself. Did I, did I sign every remaining dollar a job? I take my income minus what I'm going to give to God, what I'm going to give to myself, and then every other dollar, what do I have left? Is it zero? That's a good thing. Don't get it twisted. Having zero in the budget at the end is a good thing because you're being purposeful with your money every single dollar. If you have something left over, like maybe I got $100 left, well, put it somewhere. Don't just let it sit in the bank. Put it back into savings. In other words, that's an extra $100 that goes towards my housing fund. Instead of 200 this month, I can put 300 There you go. And that's how you do it. You adjust it until... You play with the numbers until your income minus your expenses equals zero. Flat out. That's it. Now, the fourth and last thing, which is really critical, too. They're all critical as they build on each other. Number four is in never spend more than you have. In other words, you set targets by assigning every dollar a job, right? You set a target of boundaries. Like I'm going to say I'm going to spend only five hundred dollars in food this month. Never spend more than you have. You just designate that you have five hundred dollars for food, period, flat out. How are you going to stay within that boundary? How are you going to meet that goal? How, you, how are you not going to overspend, which is commonly detrimental to every every household's budget overspending, especially in food? How do you handle that? Well, one way is you can pull out cash only. I know, like, what? Cash? No one takes cash. Hey, take out cash, $500, put it in an envelope. And when that cash is gone, you don't, you, don't have, you don't have any more resources to buy food. Hopefully, that $500 will take care of the whole entire month, right? Another way would be just to track it. As you spend with your debit cards, you're writing down, OK, I spent this month so that you can see your progress for that category. How close are you getting to your target? You want to hit the bullseye, not miss it and go past it. You want to hit your bullseye. If you have a target for food. You have a target for entertainment. You have a target for all these variable expenses, right? Mostly for variable expenses. And you set those targets. You want to hit the bullseye and not. Go not veer to the left or right. You want to hit it dead on. Right. If worst case scenario, I mean, the best, the other acceptable scenario is you're really close. Like maybe you kind of instead of spending five hundred dollars for food that month, you spent four fifty. OK, that's something. But the purpose is you never spend more than you have. That is the spending plan. If you follow those four steps, pray and prepare before spending. Lay aside for guiding you first. 
assigning every remaining dollar a job and never spending more than you have. If you take those four steps into every budget, into every planning session for the month before you start spending, you will have more clarity. You feel more uh, in control and you have more direction as to what's happening with your money, why it's happening and what you can do about it without having to worry and 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 and, and check every, your bank account every single day because you know what it is when it, if it comes it comes now if, if if the income gets shortened because of sickness or something like that then you go back in and adjust but if you take those four steps i promise you we had over two years and i think a hundred clients or whatever have taken this approach and every time i feel more in control i feel more clarity i feel more like I, i'm getting ahead and I'm not living paycheck to paycheck because they're planning ahead. They're not just reacting. They're they're planning and taking initiative and they're predicting what's going to happen and making sure that it has. So why am I telling you guys this? The reason why I'm telling you guys this is because we are coming out with a spending plan budget template. That's right. We're coming out with a budget template. It's going to be out. Um, next week. So be on the lookout when you get this, be on the lookout for uh, notifications that you have a budget template that does this exact same scenario that I went through the four steps. You put your income in, you put in your, your expenses, and it tells you if you met the formula, income minus expenses equals zero, if you have a zero-based budget. And so I'm super excited to release this Go to our Instagram page, click the link, click our bio, and there should be a link to get the budget. And it's, guess what? It's only going to be a dollar. It's only a dollar. Why? Jay, we started thinking like, Jay, why is it a dollar? Well, I want, you, I want you to put some skin in the game. Because if you don't put something in, you think that, ah, oh, it's just another free thing. I just do it. No, I'll just... I wanted. I want you to feel like this is a transaction that has some purpose and has some uh, resolution to it, or some some friction to it, right? It has to be some friction. You feel like it's worth it, right? I think it's first of all, it's like a twenty dollar value, so a dollar is a steal because also it's going to give you the ability to track your expenses as well. So this is the simplest, the most impactful value budget template I've ever made. And so I'm super excited about giving you guys that. So be on the lookout. If you haven't followed us on Instagram, Instagram at wallet coach or wallet talks podcast, whichever one, well, the links will be there. Follow us and like our content that gives us so much support. So I thank you so much for all that you guys have done. Thank you so much for your support and your feedback. It again, gives us life it allows us to know that we're making progress and that we're we're going in the right direction, right? We had some testimonies the other night from our some some of our clients that we prayed with them for, and God has come through in such a miraculous way. And that's the thing too, people. When you take this approach on and you say, "Lord, I'm going to give to you first. I'm going to pay myself first. I'm going to consult you first. You're putting Him first in your in your finances i tell you i promise you even the bible says it test me and see when i pour you out a blessing 
you will start to see your finances, your perspective, your finances will change to be more, feeling more secure, safe, clear, and comfortable, right? To make step out, take, to take the next step, to possibly start investing, to possibly start buying a home and things, a car, all those different things that you feel like you're not capable of, you can start to see the stepping stones to get there. That's what this budget, well, excuse me, spending plan is going to do for you. So I'm super excited. And lastly, going back to God, you're making yourself, you're positioning yourself to be a good steward with the money that he gives you. And as a manager of, you know, God is the owner of everything and you're the manager. The owner looks at the manager doing a good job. What's he going to do? Give him more. If you're faithful over little, you'll be faithful over much. So let's be faithful with what we got right now. The money that we do have. Let's not keep asking for more. Let's just make sure we're doing the best we can with what we got. All right. Because as we always say on this on this medium, it doesn't matter what you make. It's what you do, what you make. So go out and make some changes. Because if you change your mind, you change your wallet, you change your life. This is your host, Jason Alexander, signing out. God bless you. I'll see you next time, people. Peace. Thank you.